0: Well, don't be intimidated by the fact that you're on a track called female voice.
1: I am I'm I'm not gonna be emasculated by uh, by Apple Core just because they choose to assume that people using GarageBand are using a singular male and singular female track.
0: It's interesting that all I've done is click new podcast and it's automatically set up three tracks, one of which male voice, the second of which female voice and the third of which, jingles. So it is somehow assuming that not only do you have a female friend, but you've also some kind of musical inclination.
1: Um, Did you never do mathematical apple theory at school? No, no, it wasn't around when I was at school. Really, really basic equation, M plus F equals J, male plus female equals jingle.
0: Ah.
1: Applying that logic, play the jingle. Here it goes. Do you think that that's worthy of a classic now?
0: What kind of classic?
1: Well, you know, it's been played long enough and, uh, you know, a few enough times to, to to justify it actually being considered a classic piece of music. You mean classic as in kind of
0: Mozart and Beethoven's Fifth?
1: <laughs> no, more just like, you know, from an appreciative point of view, say like, you know, a really good Led Zeppelin song or, you know, the very first time you heard um, Guns N' Roses or, or something like that. Well, I certainly view it in that way
0: although I find it hard to envisage a crowd of 30,000
1: uh moshing to it. So you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily put it in the I'm going to fucking rock out to this category.
0: No, no. I'd 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 put it closer to the I'm going to sit in my je- deck chair on a Sunday afternoon and have a barbecue to this kind of category.
1: And your meat of choice at that barbecue? Uh that would be steak. Drink of choice? Probably. Mm,
0: I'd say Stella, that's my usual drink, but Foster's because it's a lighter day.
1: What t-shirt would you wear? Uh,
0: probably a blue one. Did I don't know. usually wear blue, but blue's a very summer kind of ambience for me. I'm usually black or, uh, or white. As Michael Jackson once said, it doesn't matter if you're black or white, but it does, depending on what the temperature is doing outside, If it's very hot,
1: black is a bad idea. I'm actually quite glad they trimmed down those lyrics now. On, yeah. On on hearing the true version of it, I think they, they probably made the right decision. I just don't feel that it would have flowed as well. To I be agree. Well, I mean, you say what you like, he's still dead. <laughs> that is true. He is still dead. So, you know, egg it's, on his face.
0: There's not not much else we can say about the man <laughs> apart from the fact that he is dead.
1: Not really. Uh-huh. Not really. Um... Do you want to hear something that's potentially interesting? I always want to hear something that's potentially
0: interesting and then shoot you down if it's not.
1: Yeah, well, if it's not, then, you know, I'm wrong. Absolutely. Um, Potentially. Yeah. We've got a, a sort of slightly alternative podcast on our hands. Ooh, controversial. Explain. Yeah. Um I, I told you the other week that I did a car boot sale. In fact, you came down and, and met me I did. at the car boot sale. Yes, me and me and my wife came down and saw you. Yes, 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 yes. We get it. You're married. Um, I am married. <laughs> no, uh, Hand, well, hands off, ladies. It's all done. <laughs> this this ticket's been punched. Yeah. the train's this train's in motion. Um, in the uh, in the build up to doing the the boot sale, we cleared out the attic, and um, I've found. Uh, a, a number of unmarked tapes, with the exception of one, which is actually marked, which is what has led me to this, you know, potential realization that we may have some incredibly old school podcasts on our hands. Ooh. Now we've discussed this we we have talked about this
0: this this is deep from the dark recesses of Andy's loft, which is possibly the only place that these would ever have existed, except uh,
1: maybe your loft. Yes yes have you have you life. looked
0: in your loft recently well considering I've had about four lofts since then it's uh it's a far cry away from uh, where yours would possibly be stored so you're
1: you're 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 kind of like a sort of attic prostitute in that respect you've had a you've had a few lofts in your time sure sure Andy absolutely for the sake of continuing the conversation not a problem
0: that's that's exactly what I am I'm a loft prostitute (laughs) in the fact that a loftitude if you will I'm a loftitude (laughs) I'm a loftitude in the fact that I do not sell my
1: loft for money um I'd just like to sort of make it quite clear now by the way there's there's been a bit of drinking this evening. There's been a substantial amount of drinking yeah. Actually, We've
0: been on this since about five o'clock. And would we, we like to tell everybody what time it is now that we're recording this?
1: We've had some drinks. Yeah, I'd say it's half one, maybe. It is it, it is precisely
0: thirty-three minutes past one in the morning. Oh, that's not bad. For which a... makes this slightly past the, the midnight cue.
1: Um
0: I'd love a jingle together, but
1: it can't be asked. <laughs> Let's put a sound effect instead. All right, sound effect. Well, that was grossly inappropriate. Totally. <laughs> where, did, where did you even find that? Uh, uh, don't, don't, don't spoil it. It's just call that one of a million.
0: Uh, fine. But if you're wandering around in your own copy of GarageBand, you may once upon a time uh, <laughs> stumble upon it yourself. It's only four seconds long, kids. Get
1: involved. Hey. Uh, that's, um, com- that's committed you.
0: It is. Uh, it's <laughs> piss. Uh, <laughs> right. What what were you doing before that uh, grossly inappropriate phase of effort there
1: yeah potential you know uh crackly quality uh podcasts of the uh, the not future ah as
0: a, in fact the uh, the exact opposite the past um
1: if you will Yes, yeah
0: if you will uh many years ago um me and andy sat in a room not unlike this one but with technology about 10 years earlier in date and uh, more
1: and more toys <laughs>
0: and, uh, more toys and <laughs> possibly a tub of Nickelodeon gack, depending on how flush we were feeling oh that my day. god Nickelodeon gack! yeah uh, depending on how much flaming poc- duck I forgot about how that. much pocket money we'd got that week and whether we could afford it at Woolworths is pretty much how that how that badger went and um, but what we would do is we would uh, sit in uh, Andy's bedroom uh, with a keyboard a tape recorder and a copy of loaded and uh, record much like we're doing now, but to no audience.
1: You know, that was one time. Yeah, but that's all I can remember. One time is a copy of Loaning. The rest of the time, there was no Loaning. I, I was, there was one time. I was nine.
0: I was nine. I'm, yes. I'm lucky I don't remember anything at all, but I remember you doing a crap impersonation of Yoda, and that's about as far as my memory goes on that subject. Uh,
1: touching myself with a stick.
0: Yeah, living inside your own head with a chimp called Barry. <laughs> that's what that was. Um, he, which...
1: You know what he does now, by the way?
0: Who, the chimp called Barry? No,
1: no, the guy that wrote that. No. He um he presents a, one of these sort of like three o'clock in the morning casino betting shows. <laughs> what? Why? You know where they go, just call in, say what yeah. this word is, the word that we've got printed on the screen. If you can just say the word that's on the screen, we'll give you many, many, many pounds. Oh, they're
0: got... they're genius. They're watching, that's, that is the equivalent of watching a presenter
1: die live on television.
0: It's just brilliant. <laughs> but they drawn have... out over eight hours. Yeah, but it's almost like a game. How much time can they fill before something happens? I've totaled about mm, 15 minutes before something actually happened that they had to just waffle.
1: Tragically, much... Tragically one of my friends is responsible for one of those shows. Uh, he, he does. Do you, uh, want to, do you
0: want to name and shame, or do you want
1: to leave? Yeah, go on. Jeff, Jethro stamps. He does the uh, the camera work for ITV Play, or what was ITV Play, and is now which isn't
0: allowed to be ITV Play anymore because they were charging people unjustly, and therefore there was a happy. massive lawsuit, massive lawsuit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Jeff, your fault.
1: Yeah, one of one of those ilk... Um. I don't know what they've named it too, but yeah, there was a big debacle in the in in the papers. But yeah, he um. You know, he went to London on a, on a hope and a promise. Much like Dick Whittington,
0: but, you know, got sucked into the underbelly of uh, televised gambling. <laughs> and without
1: that gay little knapsack. Yeah. Yeah, pr- yeah, pretty much. But
0: you know what? There's probably more pride to be had in that knapsack than there is on 11 o'clock television on ITV. Uh, actually, it's not even 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock, that's generous. <laughs> it's, like, it's like 3 o'clock in the yeah, morning. 3 television. in the
1: morning till 6 in the morning. Prime time. Prime time viewing. Prime time. So, um, it's a new podcast. It is. Do you
0: know what? This is, it's nearly 10 minutes in. It's actually nine and a half minutes in. Um, we're, uh, yeah. We're going to welcome you to, uh, the double digit number. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my this God. This is episode 10.
1: Episode 10.
0: Do you know, it's been over a year that we've been doing these podcasts now, and we've only just got to episode 10. Is that slightly... Uh, dismay you, upset you, or gratify you?
1: Or do you not care? Or do you not give a toss? Call in on the number at the bottom Uh, of your screen right now.
0: Had anyone actually noticed that we disappeared off iTunes for a week? Has anyone listened to this show? Is anyone listening to me anymore? Have we got feedback? What you just said is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard.
1: Is this just for us?
0: It is pretty much just for us. It's us talking to ourselves, which is fine. Um, we can
1: have conversations like a norm, like normal people. Oh, no, it's fine.
0: No. It quite enjoys getting like fifty visitors a day. I'm <laughs> sure someone's picked this up by now. Hello,
1: you. One person. You. No, you know what? We've already peaked. We have peaked. We We've... peaked last week. We did when we went on to WordPress, and now we're and now we're down again.
0: Yeah, uh, but that's only because I uploaded like three blog posts in a day. It's a uh, fickle thing. This show
1: is like it? it is <laughs> such a fickle thing.
0: Think about this. This is how much how celebrities must live their life every day. Like shit, I haven't been on a show in three days. <laughs> my popularity's gone down by like fifty percent.
1: Well, I better get out of a car with my vagina out, just ah. for the just for the sake of entertaining the British population.
0: Touche, Brittany. Touche. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 waiting for some more people to jump on that bandwagon. If I'm if I'm being brutally honest and drunk.
1: Well, they're not going to now. Why <laughs> excuse the yawn. Um, there's some sort of like revolutionary etiquette shake up in the celebrity world. There's some woman who does, you know, um you know, schools for girls where they teach them etiquette ladylike fashions, etc. Germaine Greer. No, she's just a massive, massive feminist Australian cancerous thing. <laughs>
0: yes. That that's right, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Jermaine Greer is a cancerous
1: thing. This is, this is, this is all that Jermaine is. A massive Greer can feminist Australian cancerous thing, yeah. actually. Don't misquote me. If I'm going to get in trouble, I'm doing it properly. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're going to have your full sentence said and nothing more. Yeah, there's supposedly this woman who is going to, you know, sort of celebrities and saying, There is a way of getting out of a car without showing your vagina, darling. Let me show you how to do it. And also, whilst we're on the subject, let it's me show up. you how to talk properly. It's like elocution, but it's like Mark 10. Ah, It's the really, really upgraded stuff.
0: So it's elocution and also uh, mannerisms and all this kind
1: of jazz. Exactly. How to behave in polite society, how to not disgrace yourself or your loved ones, etc., etc., etc.
0: Well, where's the fun in that? People are just going to stop looking at them. That the only reason that we watch celebrities and crave after them is because they're car crashes of people. That's the only reason that we actually didn't pay any attention. Oh, but they are, aren't they? That's, but that's the brilliance of it. If they were just like, so-and-so went to the shop and nothing's going to happen next week, apart from they go and buy a joint of ham. You know, you're not, going to watch it. You're not going to pay any attention to it. You're certainly not going to buy a 23p magazine. That's right, 23p. You're not going to even fork out 23p to find out that Angelina Jolie went and bought a ham. No. You want her and Brad to be nearly splitting up because then you might have a chance, you sad, sad peasant. That's right.
1: Sad. Do you think that's going to happen?
0: What, that Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are going to break up? Yeah. Well, do you know When I was in Australia, I wandered past... I was... Catching the train... Uh, the train? <laughs> Fuck me, that's a train now. I was catching the plane back. The same kind of word, but with a P instead of a T. Um,
1: and an R uh, instead of an L.
0: No, with an L instead of an R. All the way around. <laughs> Get this right. Sorry, I meant... I know what you meant. I didn't, Everyone I didn't mean
1: meant. plane or praying. <laughs> like how Japanese would, people would say. I would like to... Ooh. I would
0: like to catch a prane.
1: I got to catch a prane. <laughs> it's not even Right. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the races tower, (laughs) KWBBL. No, um, that's later. Uh, yeah, what was I saying? Yes, something interesting. I walked past a magazine rack, um, in the airport, and they had a magazine article about like, oh, Brad and Angelina finally split. You know, um, but uh, no, what they meant is one went uh, on one plane and one went on the other to different countries. Um, not really. Really splitting up? Really, are they they're just going in different directions? I mean, me, and, me, and my wife sometimes walk on opposite sides of the street. It's not that like we can't stand each other. It's just that I want to go on this one shop, she wants to go the other. Same thing, different countries.
1: I like the Guardian. The Guardian have published the word.
0: Um, I quite like the fact that uh, the Metro. Uh, one article I saw they ampersand, exclamation mark, at sign, little skull. Uh, they they did that to fuck in the, uh, in the sentence. I don't mean they did that to fuck, like they did like like nine times. I mean, they actually did that to the word fuck.
1: Yeah, but surely that's utilising more characters than are actually required for the word fuck.
0: Well, it's certainly more ink. Um, but then, later on in the article, they clearly printed the word bastard. And you're like, well, where does this... What is this, uh...
1: Who's drawing the line in the sand?
0: Well, yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to get across in my drunk old way. I mean, the thing is, fuck was a word to describe prostitutes in Victorian time. Yeah. Okay, so that became a description there. Whereas bastard became the description for an illegitimate son, which during the time was much worse than a prostitute. Yeah. So why has fuck become the word that has been blanked out
1: and bastard is quite accepted? Um... I think it's based on uh, enunciation, the way that you pronounce the word. Right. If you were to say, oh, fuck. You know, that it's quite casual. Yeah. If you look at someone with death in your eyes and go, fuck you. That word, which is exactly the same, has been taken on to two different levels.
0: Okay. So say a sentence substituting the words fuck and bastard respectively with their prostitute and... Illegitimate son counterparts, and see how much of a s- how much sense your sentence makes.
1: Oh, okay. I took this girl home the other night, and I prostituted her senseless. Um, but then I needed to go to the toilet, and I had a dirty, great illegitimate <laughs> son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: actually, that's a great party game. <laughs> We've just invented a fantastic party game. Substitute swear words with their literal meaning. And you've got a fantastic start to the evening. Actually, end to the evening as well. Probably gets filthier. This is going to be a complete 18 rated one, but I heard a fantastic, uh, fantastic phrase in the In Us today, which is a comedy show on Channel 4. They um, know
1: what it is. Oh, I'm telling them anyway. Um,
0: about four kids in high school.
1: Your very explaining of this skit, by the way, is is downgrading our comedy appeal. What, about the in us. Yeah. Why? The very fact that you've watched it, and I've watched it as well, but at least I don't go fucking shouting about it.
0: Yeah, but I'm going to shout about it for one simple sentence that made me actually laugh out loud and nearly cry at work when we were watching it. Okay. Which is one bloke, oh, I say bloke, one kid saying to the other, yeah you want to stick three fingers up she'll be foaming at the gash and it actually
1: made me laugh
0: out loud because it's so obscene and so immature that it just it, uh, it reminds me of everything i used to be and everything i aspire to be in the future when i have my midlife crisis and breakdown that's inevitable
1: if you or anyone you know has suffered from genital foaming <laughs> you can call action line on 02476. 249-813. That's oh eight two one nine. Foamy gash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I know the in betweeners means really well, and it does mean really well because they've, uh, you know, they've got a formula and they're sticking to it and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And there are comedy moments in it, and I see what you mean because I've laughed as well. But the, I think the, the the essential core of the program and what perhaps I'm not getting on uh, with it in that regards is that I just want to. Fucking stab them all, <laughs> especially that dorky-eyed piss-pant Jew boy, the lead character. Fussy uh, well, on. one you are, that one.
0: Hang on, before we start
1: this podcast, you were having a pop at the
0: tall one who's have got the gay father, and now you're having a pop at the Jew.
1: Mm. Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, the tall one's just annoying to look at. He makes my piss itch, but the little Jew one, he's just got so many like fundamentally flawed things about him, including his voice and the way he acts and the fact that he looks like he's perpetually ready to, like, unload his load yeah. over anything female. I know that's the joke and all that. That but is the joke.
0: Jesus Christ, two
1: seasons. that being the joke?
0: I have only watched three episodes the first season, so really I'm still a golden boy. But, you know, you've got to look at the fact that Urkel has had such a successful career and that in no way does this guy from the Inbetweeners even touch on the inane insanity of Urkel, who makes you want to chew your own eyeballs out, which is a challenge to start with. What's Urkel? What? What is Urkel? Well, it's an an apt question because it's hardly a who. Um, Urkel is... uh, In fact, do you know what? I'm going to find... Here's a clip from YouTube of Urkel saying a line. Boy, am I hungry. Got any cheese? And Urkel proceeds to say things like, I told you. And that's Urkel. Urkel sounds like a Muppet being dragged backwards through a mangle and then fed into a wood chipper.
1: Urkel actually sounds kind of like Fred. Fred from where? Fred. Fred? Fred, YouTube phenomenon for people who... Don't need brain cells to live. I've never heard of Fred. Ugh, let's play a clip of Fred. Hey, it's Fred! And it's really nice out, so I think I'm gonna go swimming later. My mom found this really cool pool
0: at the dump. It's really big and really deep.
1: Why would you do this to me? You hate fuck me, I hate fuck you. doesn't
0: you know what? This is possibly the worst thing you've done to me in our entire length of friendship omit the years makes me feel old
1: and i'm not old you're old i'm not old no but you see what i mean about him sounding the same as urkel or or oracle well
0: yeah he does and he doesn't but
1: urkel at least isn't a flaming homosexual oh you only enjoyed like 10 seconds of it i've got a sister she loves that shit
0: how do you love that shit
1: i imagine it's quite like you know when you realise that the cancer has beaten you and you've just gotta accept it and you learn to love it because it's part of you. I imagine it's like that.
0: So Fred is like admitting you have cancer and accepting it. Yeah. Yeah, because I can see how that would be an enjoyable pastime.
1: Well you've just seen the proof.
0: No. No, that's that's not that's not proof. That's the American equivalent of Chinese water torture.
1: No, see you're being very, very good to Fred. I personally think that watching that is like watching Cancer rot you away. It is. It is liking I like watching a loved one rot from the inside. That's got very dark all of a sudden. It has. Let's uh let's shift things up a bit with the topic for the day. Hmm.
0: Topic of the day. Um looking around desperately for inspiration.
1: I don't look, just think.
0: It's like 10 to 2 in the morning, how am I supposed to think?
1: Good point. Would you like to know something interesting?
0: Yeah, I'd love to know something interesting.
1: Um, there's a holy man in India who's about, I think he's about 85, 86 years old. Mm-hmm. According to reports, he hasn't eaten or drank anything in over 75 years. Hmm. According to science, that's impossible. Interesting you say this. They did a test. They, I think it was the army, they put him in a room for two weeks and they gave him uh, a bowl of water which was to be used for brushing his teeth and washing his face. Right. And then they measured the amount of water that he had taken out of that bowl to see whether he'd been, you know, cheating and drinking it or or not. Um Bear with me two seconds, I'll read the whole story. It's it's not very long. Well we're bearing with
0: Mr. Jenkins. Here's some light music. Ah, and he's pulled out a book, so he's obviously serious about this.
1: Okay, here we go. His name is Prahald Jani, which is P-R-A-H-L-A-D-J-A-N-I.
0: And requires the removal of a human tongue to pronounce properly.
1: Prahald Jani he's the 82-year-old Indian holy man who claims he hasn't had anything to eat or drink in 76 years. The Indian military just did a two-week study on him where he was kept in confinement and was only allowed water to rinse his mouth out and bathe in. They measured the water afterward to make sure he wasn't cheating. He made it the whole two weeks without taking anything in or putting anything out. He claims his tongue was touched by a goddess when he was a child, and since then he hasn't needed food or water. India hopes to figure out a scientific explanation for his abilities and then make magic super soldiers.
0: Hmm, I've got an explanation for that. Liar, that's what I've got.
1: Yeah, but two weeks in front of a research team.
0: Yeah, yeah, grout is an incredible sustenance in two weeks in a cell.
1: But 76 years though. It it does beg the question whether or not there are people that either A, genuinely believe that they have been touched by a holy presence and are so convinced of the fact that they can trick their body and their minds into, you know, going along with this, or B, the more improbable, that shit like this does actually exist.
0: Well, you've got to ask the question that if his tongue had been touched by a goddess, what the fuck's that got to do with anything? It's a muscle in your mouth that leads to nowhere. It gets to the back of your throat and stops. All that does is... Does your taste receptor it's got nothing to do with your system at all? See, that's so a very, you would have th- to touch your stomach,
1: your colon, your semi your se-
0: yeah. I was about to say semicolon, but that's not a thing.
1: One would argue it's punctuation. One would argue that, and this is purely hypothetical, because obviously I'm in your court. But one would argue that your Western resilience to logic derives from that entire passage that, well, what has the tongue got to do with anything? Completely negating for even a split second the very idea of a goddess being involved in this. You've knobbed off the goddess and gone straight for well, what the fuck has a tongue got to do with anything?
0: I don't want to dismiss a goddess because I have no scientific knowledge of a goddess, but the human body's been around for a while and we've kind of studied how it works. So I can kind of say that, yeah, the tongue goes fuck all apart from taste and mushing things up. But what, like,
1: what we know about the human body, we do not know about the realm of gods and goddesses. So perhaps for them, the tongue is somehow the portal to the unlocking of the spirit.
0: The chin's the portal to unlocking the spirit. Andy, everyone knows that. Don't be an idiot.
1: That's why no one
0: trusts anybody with beards. Oh, pagodophobia. Yeah. Nice beard, by the way. Thank you. And I don't trust you. <laughs> You've never trusted me. And rightfully so. I break all your Beardy. things. <laughs> You break all things that come in contact with you.
1: I'm going to lie back down now.
0: See? So
1: <laughs> Ow. That was a good
0: place. Um, this is the beauty of doing the midnight cue, so you can just lounge about and not actually care what you're saying, and hopefully something will come out that uh, that will res- resemble a uh, cognitive thought.
1: We haven't played a stab or done a jingle in a while. Do you want to slide one in for the sake of it? Yeah, you go. No it was well that breaks up a a nice sort of unresolved segment there
0: do you think that at dinner parties it would go down slightly better
1: if to break the ice if you just
0: walked up with a jingle and just played yourself in
1: you remember that scene in family guy where peter got one of his wishes so that he had a theme tune yes i would love to have a theme tune
0: i've i've seen a lot of jokes like that i can't remember i think eddie is i did a did a skit about it i say skit a bit in one of his stand-ups by being followed around by an orchestra.
1: Oh, the thing in the forest, the horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. That that was quite on the money. He 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 used to be quite on the money, didn't he? What's happened to him? Now he just seems to be running around in circles. I think it was after doing that show he did Circle. Uh relevant gags. Relevant uh, relevant gags. gags, relevant gags. <laughs> yeah,
0: sexy was awful.
1: Oh, it was. That uh, was just It was it was awful. Do you
0: know what? I I you know, I we're both big fans of Eddie Azar's Huge right. fans. Huge of Eddie fans. In fact it shaped our earlier comedy. Absolutely. And then sexy came along. And I remember a, a friend of mine uh went to watch watch it live and she came back so riveted by it. She's like, Oh, it's brilliant, it was fantastic, it was awesome. Blah, 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 blah. So I got um uh, another one of my friends uh, to buy it for me at Christmas. Because uh, that's how shit goes down in my world, you know. Don't buy me any surprise gifts, I'll tell you what to get, because then I won't be disappointed. And she bought it for me, and I sat down and watched it with my sister and my dad, who were both Big Eddie's Zard fans as well. And I don't think any of us cracked a smile at any point. In fact, halfway through it, we cracked the Pringles out and just ignored it, because it was just awful. It just it, wasn't anything
1: to watch. It is an awful shame. Um... Although we're both sort of reasonably sort of testamental to the fact that you can experience comedy in one instance that is amazing, and 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 it be terrible in a in another um, example. As I recall, you went to see the very start of Bill Bailey's Tinselworm tour. Ah, yeah, which you said Good it was, point. was hilarious. Yes, and yet the the most recent DVD was a bit of a letdown.
0: Well, it was Tinselworm, wasn't it? then? The mo- or was it live at the orchestra? I uh sorry, yeah, guys of the orchestra. No, yeah, no I it would have been Tinselworm. One. Yeah, Tinselworm. The Tinselworm tour that I saw, uh, which was actually at a um, it was at a college, or oh, was it college or university? It was a college, I think. Um, a pre-theater tour of Tinselworm like a preview type thing, yeah which which bore no resemblance to the tinted worm that i saw on dvd uh about eight months later the wembley one yeah that was just uh none of it was funny but i remember at the at the time watching it live that i came away from that and my face was aching from having laughed so much and well, from smiling throughout the entire thing it's like didn't we go and see bottom live within like
1: a week of each other Or did we go at the same time? Yeah, we did. And we went to see the really awful ones as well. But it was funny when we went and saw it. Yeah, good point. But on the DVD. DVD. Did we go together or did we go separately? No, we went separately. We
0: definitely went separately because I remember I went to see two of them live. I saw Weapons Grade Y Front tour, which was awful. And Hooligans Island. Uh, No, and um, the one after Hooligans Island. What was it? Uh, 2001, Space Oddity remember that one there was bottom live which was undoubtedly the best one which was fantastic when bottom live 2, fight, which was hilarious which as was well. hilarious in its own right and they went to prison and everything like that still hilarious bottom live three hooligan's Island still one of my favorites it's a, it's a great it's a great skip between all of them you know that's the one I went to see hooligan's Island uh see I went later I went the year after to two and the year after it was like two or three years after two thousand and one space oddity I went to that one with a friend of mine. Bearing in mind, this is all when Rick Mail was still funny. Yeah, before his quad bike accident. Um, and then he just got one of those looks. Uh, and then I went two years after that to Weapons Grey Front Tour. I've since watched 2001 Space Oddity and Weapons Grey Front Tour on DVD, and they're both are dull, and unfunny, course. and yeah. terrible.
1: Which is a shame as well, because you should never watch your heroes burn out and no, fade away. No.
0: Which is why I kind
1: of respected... Um, Adrian Evanson's opinion of Rick Mail.
0: No, what opinion of Rick Mail?
1: Did you not hear about this? No. interview in The Observer. <laughs> right. Where Adrian Ebbinson basically denounced Rick Mail and said they weren't friends anymore because Rick's just not funny. Really? This is post-crash. Shit, really? Yeah. I didn't hear about this. Uh, Actively, openly said, because of Rick's crash, because of Rick's incident, he's no longer funny, which is why we're not friends anymore. Wow. I can't can't work out if I admire that or if it's shallow. It's fucking shallow, man. Yeah. We've been best friends for, like, you know, over a decade and a half. What, you and Rick? No, you and me. (laughs) If I fucking stub my toe and it... You know, it became life-threatening in some way. And you decided that you didn't want to hang out with me anymore. I'd be fucking pissed at you. Yeah. yeah. Vice versa. Yeah.
0: yeah. I guess so. But mind you, on the other foot, if you'd had a, a a huge life-altering crash, and then whenever I invited you around my house, you started putting my pets in the freezer, I'd I'd have something to say about you. Not that I'm saying that Rick Powell puts... Adrian Evanson's pets in the freezer, but I'm just saying, you know, that's the kind of thing that could turn a friendship sour. Yeah, well, it's all circumstances. Yeah, there's no way that just because he's not funny anymore, they're not friends. It's probably because Rick wants to beat the bottom train to death, and Ed Evanson's going, "Look, man, people just aren't laughing anymore." I mean, I mean, Guesthouse Paradiso was a blatant example of people not laughing at bottom anymore. Oh, it died. It Things really I would, died. I, do you know what? I would have loved it to been a bottom movie with Rick and Aid in the flat. I'd love that. I'd love the nostalgia fact of it. But the thing is, you can't take like the characters of Faulty Towers and stick them in Benidorm or something like the TV series Benidorm. Because um, it just wouldn't work. That's right,
1: kids. Benidorm.
0: It's called situation comedy because the people in it are a victim of their own situation and therein lies the comedy. If you take the situation away from Bottom, which was these two people just trying to fight against their own wretchedness, really, in a world that didn't want them in London, uh, and put them in a hotel where they're running it and suddenly they're business people, just doesn't make any sense.
1: Am I right in thinking that they didn't actually have the original character names either?
0: No. Well, uh, Eddie did. Eddie still had Eddie Hitler, um, but Richie was Richard Thwaite, or Twat, which was just a joke that fell flat on paper, let alone on screen. But you know it's just that's. Sad, a, it? But it's that's it's, a sign. It's, it's of a the Red time. Dwarf fate syndrome. Oh, it's totally Red Dwarf. I'm Red Dwarf Back to Earth, which we still. You know, we never summed that up. After episode one, I think it was that we started watching Back to Earth. We never actually said what our opinion of the rest of it was. I
1: don't you know. know if what? You... I think. I think the very fact that we didn't say anything was was tantamount to what our opinion on it actually was. I don't know. The very were... fact that we never picked up on it.
0: Did you ever see episode three? Because uh... I know you left. Because you were watching them here with me that that time. and yeah, I, know I, 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 must, I must have done, I must
1: have done. I can't imagine I
0: wouldn't have seen it. Oh, it's as bad as you all imagine anyway. Um, but I've also heard that they're bringing Red Dwarf back for two more series. To Dave? Yep.
1: Yeah, but what I didn't like about Dave's production is that there were loads of little in-jokes about Dave. Yeah, I didn't like that either. And there was no laughter track. As we've discussed previously.
0: We've, yeah, we've talked about the lack of laughter tracks. Um, i tell you something I saw recently, which I thought was the absolute epitome of adding a laughter track afterwards. Go on. Um, Bo Selector. Why? Bo Selector Series 1. Just have a look at it, right? I watched the first 10 minutes of Episode 1 before I had to switch it off because the laughter track was so incessant and so repetitive as well. You could hear the same laughter track being played again and again and again one over of the top of his dialogue. Track one of
1: seven sort of thing.
0: Yeah, over the top of his dialogue as well. So he couldn't even understand what he was saying anymore because there was so much fake laughter going on. And it wasn't even funny what he was saying.
1: Warm is not funny
0: no matter how many wah you put in front of it.
1: Although saying, you know... Saying that about both Selector, and it was terrible. And the character Avid Merrim was terrible as well. Have you by any chance caught Keith Lemon? Uh,
0: yeah, I have to be careful what I say about this, but yes. Why? Is it something to do with work? Yeah. How? Because uh, he came to work. Why? Uh, He was in a campaign that we were doing. For what? All right. Um. Uh, well, hey, I'll, I'll tell you. Mike fell off
1: for a second. Oh, bastard! Mm. Is he fronting it or? No, he just did a piece for it. Um, oh, okay, just a little incidental throwaway piece. All right. And, well, yeah. Well, do be careful what you say. But I'll get out my two cents then before you do. Okay. Um, that show that he did with Holly Willoughby and um, Fern Cotton. Not the quiz show. Celebrity Juice, is that what it's called? Is that the quiz show? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay, right, yeah. I like that. Oh, good. Okay, because I was about to say that the stuff that he did for us, for our work, was fucking hilarious. Oh, Absolutely good. hilarious. I mean, actually, laugh out loud, funny stuff. No, he's very, was he's very funny in this particular
1: incarnation. But yeah. Zavid Merrin. Zavid Merrin, was an annoying twat. But he was always supposed to be an annoying twat, I guess. Yeah, but even past the point of it being ironic and me just wanting him to die.
0: He did make me laugh Coke out my nose once, though, by uh, saying Hang on. to Jack Osborne... Hang on. That, Hang on, hold the front page. Yeah. Brown has Coke
1: up his nose. What?
0: All right, let's not get all Sunday tabloids about this. Let's let's just... You let's ought to be careful how like you speak, it. mate.
1: You're going to be defuncting. Coca-Cola. Right, fine.
0: All right. He made me laugh Coca-Cola out of my nose. Right, which shows something of the times I was drinking Coca-Cola because I don't drink soft drinks anymore. Scandal. Apart from today when I was Apart drinking. Apart
1: from today when you had a soft drink. Yeah. A well, Coca-Cola, in fact. Well, what they the fuck? Did
0: you walk up to the people at the bar and ask for an ice and lemon? No, you don't. Fucking rubbish. Um, where was I? You've Evan derailed Merrin. my train Keith of Thelman. thought. It's now lying in a bush at the side of the tracks. Uh, yes, Keith Lemon. Um, what Evan is Merrin. his real name? What? What is his real name? Lee Francis. Uh, um l-e-i-g-h lee that one instead okay. of the L w e. for the the people who weren't trying to be all arty about the spelling it's like steven who's spelling b <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's about the only two words i can spell um Good. i was watching yes yeah, sorry i uh, was watching an avid merry one and he made me laugh coca-cola out of my nose by saying to Jack Osborne that he would ride his sister Kelly like Seabiscuit, which is hilarious. Or was it Carly Minogue? It was one of the two. That is he, hilarious. He just stood up and said, ride her like Seabiscuit, and then did a little motion, which doesn't come across on radio, but, you know, you get the idea.
1: I don't think anyone would ever f- want to ride Jack Osborne's sister like Seabiscuit. Well, Kelly Osborne or the other one that doesn't do anything? Kelly Osborne. I don't know what the other one looks like. I'm assuming she's fit.
0: Yeah, I presume she's fit. That's why she doesn't have to do anything. Probably already got some kind of weird burlesque house thing going in the background.
1: And fair play to her. You're probably right. How, how are we doing for time, by the way?
0: Ten minutes past two? No. Yes, ten minutes past two in the morning. It's not bad for a guest.
1: I think we should probably be somewhere near wrapping this up. There's... Even though we've actually not really gotten to anything of any substance today.
0: But that's, that's the whole point of the midnight queue. It's just kind of observations into our conversations of an evening, rather than having an actual structured podcast.
1: I'm glad you've been able to dress it up this way for us. I'm glad I could think of all the words to put together in that sentence that this laid out. It was very impressive. You should give yourself a high
0: five. Hey, silent high five. <laughs> so I can't use the other one because it's holding a microphone.
1: Well, I'm going to go ahead and call it an early one. Or with it being incredibly late and all. Or am I, am you, my voice going.
0: Or relatively early. Yeah. I I think if people are listening to this on a stereo system with the bass turned up to uh, kind of like foundation-shaking levels that uh, we may well have uh, unrooted some um, some uh, some less stable housing.
1: You struggle with that sentence, didn't you?
0: I'm struggling. I'm keeping my eyes open. Yeah, I'm a struggling
1: sentence. as well. Let's, um, let's do that little jingle where it comes up silently and then we say something poignant and then the last few bars of the piano are played.
0: Oh, yeah. I've got a long one that's probably playing underneath us now. Well, super. It's just like...
1: What, what's the point, you think, you're going to say to close it, then?
0: Um, I'm going to say...
1: uh ramajift. A ramajift it is. Good night. Farewell. Jenkins out. Brown out. Brown out.
0: That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Jermaine is a cancerous thing.